Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite podcast. This week we have a loaded slate. We're back to kind of a normal episode. Uh, last week was fun, but good to be back. So we got Beef Lifestyle, What the Feed, Google This, uh, SAP MDB. I have a bless up as well. We'll get into Alex's Conspiracy Corner. Uh, then we'll dive into the NBA, talk uh, D Rose, maybe being back. I don't know. Uh, then we'll talk some college football, playoff picture. Obviously, we're going to have to touch on Mizzou's. Uh, new head coach, Eli Drink, uh, Drinkwitz. I almost forgot it. Actually, I want to I want to call him Drinkowitz. It's just Drinkwitz. Uh, but that that'll be fun. We'll talk on that. We'll talk about a little lane train. We'll get to the NFL. We'll do some middle four. You okay over there? I don't know what that was. Okay, shit's happening. I'm now excited. Uh, so in the NFL, we'll do some middle four instead of top four, bottom four. Obviously, talk about the Chiefs and Patriots. Talk about some of the other fun games that happened this week, and then some of the uh, some of our old stars that are still relevant. Um, that's Eli and Philip Rivers. Uh, maybe talk playoffs. Then we'll get into gambling and kind of wrap it up. But uh, before we get into all that, let me give you a word from our sponsors, uh, Fertilizer Service Company. You know what they are. You know what they do. We had we had their uh, the CEO a fertilizer service company on last week, Logan Pyatt, great guy. Uh, so they are kind of wrapping things up in the fields now, but they can help you with all of your fertilizer service needs. Uh, they're located in northwest Missouri, specifically Fairfax, Missouri, off Highway 59. If you need them, hit them up at 660-686-2402 or hit them up on Facebook. And as always, they're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. My soul, I gave it all, but loving you was never easy. All right, man, so I know we were talking about uh some coffee reheating coffee earlier i'm just gonna jump right into my beef and mm-hmm. it's uh it's because i burnt my tongue today at lunch on some soup and it's it's the hot foods and drinks that are associated with this time of the year that everybody else loves that i've always hated because i'm a fast eater i'm a fast drinker so i have to consume things quickly i i so like hot drinks i can't wait for them to cool down so I always burn my tongue on coffee. That's why I prefer iced coffee or like lattes or something that already has stuff mi- mixed in. And then like soups. I've never fully enjoyed soups because they always fuck up my tongue. <laughs> Pisses me That's off. That's tragic. There are some fire soups out there. How do you think that you got into that habit? Of eating fast? Yeah. I don't know. I think I like I enjoy food. I'm not here to like sit around and savor it. And also, like, I have other things okay. to do. I have other things to do. I'm busy. Like, especially at work now, I, I'm basically I, – I eat and then I just go right back to work. Like, I don't have a lunch break. So my mindset is just to eat as quickly as possible. And then, uh, like, with, I just drink things fast. I always have. 
sounds a little bit more reasonable than why that happened to me. It's like I was just such a video game kid that I was like, I have to get this full plate of chicken strips down before I respawn in Call of Duty. Yeah, that's a little bit different, but still understandable. Relatable. That's fair. I always go and like you like put a little bit of spit right at the front of your mouth before you take a drink. So right when that comes in, it kind of cools off a bit. That helps up. That's I mean, it's just not enough. I just need to be more patient or that's why I've just switched to cold brew pretty much all the time. Well, that's cheating, but sure. So what's your beef? My beef is being happy, sad. Uh, So like this is my last recording that won't be there in Columbia and I'm very excited to go home, but I'm also like kind of sad to leave. So it's uh, that in between, uh, you know, uh, I'm excited to move on, but uh, definitely going to be happy to be back, you know. So I don't know. It's tough to uh, work through that. I, you know, I'm a man and emotions are hard. It's true. I uh, I brought up to Mackenzie the other day that iPad commercial, you know, the one I'm talking about that with like the grandpa. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, uh, when I watched that, I shed a tear, one single man tear. And she was like, oh, because, of course, women's tears are different than men's tears. And that made me laugh quite a bit. I think that they're just, yeah, they just flow easier. So there has to be something structurally there going on, absolutely. For sure. For sure. You got a lifestyle tip for the people? Because I don't have one this week. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So – my lifestyle tip this week is focus on yourself. And the reason that this came to my attention is because of someone who I received a message from someone else, a third party, and was like, hey, da da sent this to me about you. And I was just like, I haven't talked or thought about this dude in about two weeks. And he's just trying to get little chips in at me. Um, so, you know, I just I don't understand how something like that just festers on your mind for a long period of time. But if that's what makes you feel better, man, that's what makes you feel better. You know, I just uh, I don't really understand uh, walking through your life with that much anger and being able to shoot it out to other people. But, you know, um, I hope that that guy and his you know fiance ends up uh, growing into a nice, happy wholesome family they got a lot of healing to do wish all the best for everybody for sure Uh, i don't think it's great to hold on to things but everyone has their own coping mechanisms not here to hate uh so i'm gonna move on to some some a little bit of the stranger side of things and get into my what the feeds i have two of them um they are both out there uh i'm gonna so the first one i'm just scrolling through and I see this headline from ABC 13 Houston. Elementary school assignment asks students to, quote, set your price for a slave. So I'm going to read what the question says. It says, you own a plantation or farm and therefore need more workers. You begin to get involved in the slave trade industry and have slave work on your farm. Your product, your product to trade is slaves. You set price, you set your price for a slave at, and they give like a thing, and this kid wrote $5 for two slaves, and (laughs) these could be worth a lot. You may trade for as many items you'd like. What was this teacher thinking? I just don't understand it. They weren't. It just simply like, 
there's no way that came out of like a scholastic book that had the lesson plans for you. I know it didn't. Like you had to type that up yourself, and it just does not make sense to me. Can I uh, just take a wild guess here? Uh, it was a white teacher. Yeah, it was probably. I don't want to guess. Like, I, yeah, it has to be some. I would assume it'd be young, because I feel like if there was an old teacher, they would, they would have already done this before. Or maybe it's just somebody who's so negligent. I don't know. In fact, I believe that they'd probably they're probably more likely to be older, um, because one more likely to have those views, and then two, uh, tenure. You know, a lot easier to get away with shit like that. I guess. Um, so yeah, you can you can go to uh, ABC 13 Houston to find that story. My second one is from the New York Post, which is where most of my what the feeds come from. God damn it! Uh, Are you gonna do the bodybuilder? Yeah, I'll let you have it then. Yes. All right. I'll let you have it. So there's a bodybuilder. Do you know what country he is from? Because it's not in America. I'll pull it up up right now. Somewhere overseas. um, But he, uh, Kazakhstan is where he's from. Uh, This bodybuilder from Kazakhstan, not a gym worker or anything. That's all fine and dandy until you realize his girlfriend is a blow-up. So she, of course, cannot walk by herself, can't cook, can't eat. But uh, he claims that she has favorite foods, works at a restaurant, all sorts of just really weird stuff, has made public public appearances with her and, you know, gone on TV shows, I guess just to get roasted. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, but, you know, there's a tender soul and in, soul inside, he swears. So uh, good for you, I guess. Not here to uh, judge except for a lot because this guy's fucking weird, so. Yeah, I mean, I guess that uh, we know about him now. So he got the clout he wanted, uh, but it's still a weird way to get there. That's for sure. Can you imagine being the second wife? And like, what is your first wife like? <laughs> Who? Uh, yeah, it's like, and he's like, yeah, I got to pay fucking child support. <laughs> it's just some sex doll that's out sitting in the back that he still has somewhere he can still get to on the weekends. I move on to my Google this. Did you see what the art festival in Miami? Is it Art Art Basil? Art Basil? You're asking the wrong fellow. Okay. Well, anyways, this last weekend there was an art festival. I'm sure you saw this part. There's an artist who duct taped a banana to the wall and it sold for 120k. Yeah. Well, yeah, did I'm you I'm caught uh, up. Did you see the guy who walked up and ate it? Yeah, and did you see it was defaced afterwards? What do you mean? So this guy walked up and ate it, and then at that point, there's just this blank space of wall, and they painted yeah. on it, Epstein didn't kill himself, and there's a bunch oh of pieces God. going around uh, in the area of two bananas duct taped to a wall for half the price. It's double the art for half the price is what they're being tagged as. Damn. That's dope. What a steal. Yeah, it's. I guess it's this... It's such a weird fucking thing to do. I don't know. I, I will truly never get into the whole art thing. Um, like, I, I'll appreciate a good painting, but when you have 120K to drop on a, a banana that literally they the artist's assistant picked it up from the grocery store that morning, like went and just bought a banana at Whole Foods, brought it to him with a roll of duct tape, and he just walked up, taped on the wall, like – 
I know the bananas at Whole Foods are expensive, but they're not 120k, bro. My thing is, what do you do whenever it degrades? It's supposed to be. So he said it's supposed to be like a continuation piece. Like you're supposed to change it and shit. It's like your own interpretations and shit. And like that's the part. So it's like you bought a DIY art project. Like you just tape a banana. Like I'll do it right here. <laughs> I, I have plenty of bananas to sell for that price. Absolutely. Yeah. And I got a roll of duct tape downstairs. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but maybe I need to become an artist. Yeah, you're obviously in the wrong profession. Um, so my Google this this week is uh, Russia doping scandal. Um, just things that go hand in hand, Russia and not being honest. Um, I could get off on a huge political tangent, but I will stay straight and narrow and their entire country has now been banned from any sort of international competition, including FIFA, the Olympics, and uh, just whatever else nonsense that they have. The World Baseball Classic, maybe. Um, so wrestling. then, yeah, wrestling. Um, there was one other one. Oh, the hockey tournaments. Oh, yeah. Wrestling can, and hockey and gymnastics are like their main stuff. Huge, yeah, huge there. And they... Um, can still compete under a neutral flag if they weren't one of the people who were flagged. But this thing was from the top down. I mean, the people who were supposed to be regulating it were truly the ones who were, you know, giving out the dope and, you know, allowing them to circumvent the test. So it's just Russia is corrupt from top to bottom. They've also recently infiltrated Reddit. So those are my two yeah. Google this is Reddit and Russia doping infiltration. But that does run right into my conspiracy corner this week okay so i'll just Let's jump on it. that i will continue tesla elon owls in the occult it's going to be a multi-parter uh, i just want to make sure that i bring that in the best way but uh, just recently the nra has been even more deeply investigated by the state of new york and before i hear the boo liberals yell i just want to say that the top person who owns the nra is russian and the top two donors of multi-million dollars are also russian and just think about who is regularly contributed to via the nra and tons of not, tons if not a majority are you trying of to connect income. some dots right now are i'm letting the to, viewer do it themselves the listeners the listeners they can uh this is a uh a solve it at home. This is kind of like that banana art thing. It's, you're buying a DIY uh, uh, conspiracy right now. You just do it yourself. Uh, yeah, sure. If you want to, you want to DIY it yourself. Um, I'm sure that they would be happy to have you. Yeah. So is that is that all we're gonna dive into? Yeah, I need to take a break. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So I went for uh, get a little SAP MDB. I actually went to the Ragtag at the end of last week, which – have you ever been? It's just a small uh, – I've been to like the place, the like outer place where it's like also yeah. a bar, but I've never been in the theater. Yeah, so this is just like a, a – I don't know what you call it, like micro cinema theater. Like they just do a couple like niche movies and stuff, um, but they had Jojo Rabbit indie? on. It's not really indie. I, I I don't know, but they they basically do a couple movies. They try to do some small stuff. They had Parasite and Jojo Rabbit, which I both want. I want to watch both, but we missed the Parasite, so we I went and watched Jojo Rabbit. Great movie, highly recommend it. 
very funny uh and it's kind of deep the uh the main actor is a like a 10 year old boy and he does a fantastic job so i'd highly recommend it uh it's based on basically uh he's a german boy who loves hitler and is like trying to be a part of hitler's youth and it's like his whole uh he has like a his he has like an imaginary hitler friend like so they make like Hitler is kind of like best friend and he's imaginary. He does funny ass shit. Uh, but then it like goes through his whole like realization of like what's actually going on in the world. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's a good one for sure. Intriguing. All right. Well, I'm definitely not going to touch any of that. So I'll move on to mine since uh, this week Watchmen wraps up. It has been fantastic. Uh, Sunday we have the last episode um, I really can't just give this show enough credit. It's been beautiful cinematically, uh, theatrically, and everything in between. The soundtrack is great. Just really take your time. I've seen a couple articles about it recently and just wanted to remind people if that's uh, not what you've been watching, the catch-up before this weekend, as well as The Witcher, based off of a video game, comes out next uh, 10 days from now. Actually, we're recording on the 10th, so it comes out December 20th. And the books are supposed to be really good. It's supposed to be Game of Thrones, uh, but without season eight. So we'll see. Interesting. Cut season eight, Game of Thrones is a lot better. I also had another one written down, The Confession Killer on Netflix. Have you heard about this at all? No. So this is about uh, – it like just dropped on Netflix. It's about uh, Henry Lee Lucas. He was a yep. notorious self-proclaimed serial killer who confessed to committing as many as 600 murders. And so it's a short documentary on uh, everything about him. They and, think the real uh, number is like 323 or something. Um, but he's the one that like used to go on railroad cards and shit, right? Well, so he – yeah, but he claimed to committing all these murders, but they did – like decades later, DNA tests showed he lied about killing at least 20 of the people. Like he yeah. lied – he was, a, he was a, a serial killer, but he was more a notorious liar, like a pathological liar. So it kind of goes through and uh, describes all this. It, it's looking really great and has some pretty good reviews to start off. He might so, be the one who uh, – bought the boat uh he just like if he got enough money that uh no this this must not be him i don't know i've definitely heard of this feller you said that there was like 600 that he thought i i think the thing that actually blows my mind the most for him is how recent it was like he died in 2001 yeah Uh, no he yeah so he this is what this is on uh time magazine wrote this article that uh on the 6th so four days ago that he committed or he confessed to committing as many as 600 murders but they only they like they have narrowed it down uh, but they like did a bunch of DNA tests and they were able to immediately prove like a bunch of them wrong yeah i so this isn't the initial guy that i was thinking about who bought the yacht but uh, this guy definitely was a drifter as well um but yeah he just he's something else uh, you know people get in that mindset that uh that's fame. Yeah, and so I guess this says that almost as soon as he confessed to killing 100 people, the number blossomed to 150, then 200, then 
to more than 300. And at one point he claimed he was responsible for killing 600 people. And they think a huge part of that is he was on death row at the time. And yeah. He, he and was just trying to yeah. delay it. Yeah. And I think he, um, from what I read earlier, like he just loved like storytelling, basically like lying and making these things up. These like elaborate murders that he would do and shit. And then yeah, he and, would uh, go ahead. No, he actually, um, like would take them out like a first couple of times he had like some like tricks up his sleeve and was like, yeah, I killed this person and like took him out and like, they like immediately found a body. And then a couple of times after that, like they would do it and be like, oh, I guess I forgot where it was, you know, mm-hmm. and he would have just enough in his pocket to like keep him around. Well, when and, like, you murder like, enough people, you, you know, you get enough backstory to uh, make up murders. Yeah. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump into the NBA and let's get going. So, uh, <laughs> Like I mentioned earlier, Derrick Rose, he's back, back, back. So I, I love the call of this, if uh, you haven't heard it. The guy is like, yeah, Derrick Rose in the center. It's over. That's what he does. It's over. And just yeah. you can tell his voice is completely deflated. I mean, Derrick Rose is going to do what he does. But my biggest things here are the fact that he is what everybody hates about the NBA. And it like kind of frustrates me that he's so popular. Just because we always hear about, oh, it's ISO ball and it's just hero ball and there's one person and like, yeah, but like that was a fantastic thing to watch. Sometimes it is that way, but whenever you have LeBron on your team, not everyone else is going to be LeBron. And, you know, I think that that's kind of contradictory, but I think that we can see a injury in his future soon just because of the current usage rate and how bad that team is. Take that back. It's it's true. He is the heart and soul of that team currently. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, and it's but I mean it's fun to see him be back to his old self because oh, I mean we all know we all know what he used to be, um, which I mean was one of the most explosive players in the NBA. But he uh, he said, pardon his English, he's born to do this shit, and uh, I think that's same thing applies to me in podcasting. Uh, really, it. I, I'm just born to do this shit. Don't, you know, pardon my English. <laughs> All right. You got some other uh, teams you want to talk about? Yeah, the Lakers. They are just too fucking good. Anthony Davis just going off. Basically scoring 50 the old-fashioned way. Like made Wilt, made Wilt proud. Didn't take a three. Just fucking nose to the grindstone. Bodies to the floor. Didn't matter. Got it done. So I think that they're currently the second best team in the NBA, but I think that they have the best shot to win it all. Um, the Bucks are currently on a 15-game heater, and I expect that to continue. I'll talk about that a little bit more in gambling, but truly I think that those are one and two right now. They're kind of interchangeable depending on how you look at them. I kind of have a Bucks bias, but absolutely the top of the NBA is exactly what it's been for years, and it's just a powerhouse on each side. For sure, and not that I mean, as much fun as yeah, like you said, the the Bucks are great too. As much fun as the Lakers are to watch, the Bucks are also extremely fun to watch. I mean, Giannis is a fucking beast, and it doesn't matter who's in his way, he's gonna do whatever the fuck he wants. They also pass the ball a little bit more. Uh, I I think that that's partially because of the switch up of the team and how they're composed now. But uh, Robin Lopez is making threes. Like the Bucks bring out the best in everyone. I mean, what else is there to do in Milwaukee besides fucking shoot hoops and drink? Nothing. Yeah. 
Sports gamble? I don't know. Can you Maybe. do that there? I don't think I so. I bet yet. you can do it on Indian reservation ground regardless. Well, that's for sure. It just I don't know. I don't know Milwaukee that well. Uh, something else that we've also I heard been there's snow. To, there's definitely snow. A lot of snow. Uh, something else we've been talking about is Trey Young and his continued frustrations. Nobody's gonna make you pretty, bro. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> bro, I'm sorry the bench players are getting more pussy than you. It's not our fault. Like, just go bald. Just go bald. It's not that hard. Like, you are holding on to LeBron's hairline right now, and he's 20 years older than you. He's got LeBron's hairline with, like, Joe Dirt's facial hair. Like, it's just the shittiest facial hair. Yeah. He needs to get rid of it. It just grows in all white trashy like that. A hundred percent. Just go, just go clean with a headband, and then we'll we'll work from there. And it's not like the people who were already for you aren't still going to be for you, because buddy, if you look that bad and you're still getting women, like they're gonna be there regardless. You're good, and they're, they're gonna get you some help. I swear. They said that. They said that. They pulled him aside. You know, we're going to get some other ugly players on your team yeah. so you don't feel isolated uh, who, whenever who you go out to the club. Get, who could they get that uh, would be a good addition? They would like – Jared Dudley. Bring, it's, oh, yeah. Um, get uh, Caruso from the yeah, Lakers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Julius Randle. Um trying to think of just some other truly ugly people in the nba uh, i don't oh, they, know they could bring in the joker yeah Ooh, that's a good one yeah honestly any of those serbian dudes uh the, the thing is they're all tall they all do have that yeah that's true i don't know they should just take trey young to cheetahs like every every <laughs> weekend and just get buy us some lap dances and be like bro they love you they're doing it for free. Like, we didn't even pay them. They just came and did it. But really, you're having to pay them a lot of money on the side to yeah. do it. Oh, that's the guy? I'm going to need double for that. Yeah. Like, you didn't mention it was Trey. <laughs> God damn it. So I have an NBA player for you. And they just look at him, turn around. All right, yeah. drop it. Yeah, they're like, no. No. They're like, you, like, you said James Harden was over there. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Trey Young sitting there. Vince Carter's got to be balling out more than him. Oh, for sure. Dude is like grandkids now. <laughs> Think how demoralizing that. <laughs> That's got to feel bad. I mean, he could literally be Trey Young's dad. Feels bad, bro. Oh, and we got some other. We got some other. Uh, Love life spice. Yeah. In the NBA. Yeah. On the uh, in the north and on the west coast. Uh, if you didn't see Lizzo's butt cheeks courtside, then I don't know if you were on the internet, but uh, Lizzo, not very family friendly, just ass out on a, I don't even know what day that was. Was that yesterday? Did that happen? I didn't care to figure it out, to be honest with you. Oh, sorry. I, my screen's fucking up right now, so I thought I lost you. Uh, yeah, no, she was just ass out courtside talking about how much she loves Carl Anthony Towns. And I just feel bad for him. Uh, honestly, my biggest thing were like people like, oh, if it was Rihanna, you wouldn't say anything. Well, Rihanna's gone to over a hundred Laker games and never had her ass out. Yeah, like, and and they both post shit on like social media that's 
just as scantily clad as the other one. It's like you don't need to go and be twerking with your ass out just to prove that you love an NBA player. Like just DM him. I swear he'll respond if he's into you. I do think it's funny that somebody started a Kyle Kuzma rumor, though, as well, that Lizzo was walking out of her hotel, and (laughs) she was sitting courtside the next day. (laughs) That's hilarious. Because, you know, rumors get spinning in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, hey, this is a family-friendly league, Lizzo. Don't be putting your booty cheeks out down there. Some Some poor kid was getting exposed to something well before he even I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, you got any more NBA stuff? I would just like to say that that's always okay if you know that the other person is attracted to you, but if you don't know or know that they aren't, that's just as bad as anybody being sexually abusive as a man. Well, I you in this context, like verbally sexually abusive. Yeah. yeah let, let, let me put that caveat there. Frame it a little better than than that. Yeah, but I I agree. It's it's weird. It doesn't matter, you know, what you look like or anything. It, it's just nobody needs it. Harassment's harassment. Amen, brother. Um. Uh, so let's let's move on to college football. What do you say? Yeah, that we were getting in dangerous territory for myself there. For sure. We both were a little bit. So the official playoff rankings are now out. Um, what do you think? We can go ahead and list it off for those anybody who lives under a rock and doesn't know. But LSU is at one. Ohio State is at two. Clemson, three. Oklahoma, four. So I got beef with that. What's your beef? Uh, you've been a big Ohio State guy for a long time. That is not my – because there's not a doubt in my mind today that Alabama would beat Oklahoma, and that bullshit field goal at the end of the game really lost them the playoff, and now Jalen Hurts is snuck back in there. And so it's tough. It's really tough. I um, I hope the three best teams <laughs> or the four best teams, but I think that one through three, all solid. Like all of those teams should be in there. But I, does Oklahoma deserve it? I mean, they've beaten a a good Baylor team twice now. So, and they they have a good offense. They're, Who's they're Baylor statistics. played? Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've played each other. Um, but I don't know. Just beat Auburn. Just beat Auburn, and you're in. I don't. It it, it didn't seem like it was that hard. Interesting. <laughs> like that, I don't know. Just beat the teams you're supposed to, and you were in the college football playoff. Like I just don't know what you want me. Obviously, the Tua injury was like pretty unfortunate, and the fact that it probably, I think, you know, if he's not injured, if he's starting, they win that Auburn game because he makes that big of a difference. But I don't know. Your defense should be able to stop that Auburn team. You should be able to, you know. They've missed more field goals since 07 than any other college football team. Just make your fucking field goal. Recruit a good kicker, and you're in the college football playoff, and you have a rematch with LSU, and it's it's hard to beat a team twice. I don't hate that, but that's part of why I think it would be better to have them in because nobody's sitting here thinking, Oklahoma really has a shot there. Not, not a soul. 
even no, Sooners I, fans deep down. I mean, they lost to K State. I, I watched that game. So I mean, not that they've necessarily their one loss is, I would say, worse than Alabama's two. That part I can agree with you with. But mm-hmm. I think if Alabama only has one loss, it's a clear. If they're only lost to LSU and Oklahoma, even though they won the Big 12, lost to K State, it's like you have to start sitting here and and weighing the odds. I don't know. It's it's a very tough thing, but I am excited for these teams to play. I think Clemson Ohio State's going to be a good game, and then the championship's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Who do you think's going to be playing in the championship? I mean, obviously I stayed at LSU, but to be honest, I I'm not sure. Like this is a very much is Clemson for real. Um, but I do think that they'll pull it out, and the reason being why is Oklahoma, or sorry, Ohio State's DBs are not that great. Um, Clemson has set a record for how much they have just smashed opponents, and as much as we've seen just somebody skate through, uh, you know, cupcake opponents, and then get to the playoff and be trash, like they literally set a record for how much they were just smacking people up. Dabo's been there before; he understands what it takes to get there. And, I mean, this Ohio State team is good, but we've obviously seen very bad flaws in them as of late. And that's my bigger thing is because Clemson got that out of the works early. Interesting. I just – I haven't – I know Clemson's been blowing the doors off people, but I just haven't seen them play anybody worth their weight. You know, Ohio State's been going through playing consistent, really good teams that – not only are good offensively but defensively as well, and they've they've beaten all of them. They're extremely athletic. Uh, I know their coach isn't as experienced, but they are well coached in that matter. And their defensive front is insane. Uh, I you know I can't. You you spoke about their secondary. It's not great, but their defensive front is good. So is Clemson's. I don't think it's as good as Ohio State's. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how big Justin Fields shows up. How big. Trevor Lawrence shows up. That'll be a good quarterback battle. I think both of those guys will be playing a lot on Sundays. But uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that game. And then I'm, whoever wins, I think it's going to be Ohio State in a very narrow game. I think that game should be a pick em. If not, maybe Ohio yeah. State minus three. Uh, a two and, Ohio State minus two and a half. I don't, I don't see it being that crazy. But I, I, And then I think we're both in agreement LSU is going gonna, is gonna to walk right through Oklahoma. I mean, I, I, yeah. it, it won't be anything crazy, but I think maybe it'll at least be a two-touch or two-possession game. And I think that they uh, also do that in the championship. Really? Uh, because, yeah, regardless of who they play, um, because I think that either Clemson's gonna go and get smacked in the mouth for the first time and like just scrape it out and not really be ready, or it's gonna be Ohio State, who I just don't think is well matched. That'll be interesting. Um, I I mean, LSU really did handle Georgia. That Georgia team didn't look the same, and they were kind of after LSU got out to the lead. They, I mean, they didn't they couldn't really do much. And Joe Burrow, he had some Heisman moments in that SEC championship game. It was a lot of fun to watch. I don't know. That that'll be. I'm excited think- for those games. Are just so much fun. I think that he solidified his Heisman with that week. I do too. I th- I think you have to give it to him. Yep. 100%. So uh new coaches, baby. Who we got? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited for coach uh Eli Drinkwitz. I I've, I've been 
reading about him, uh, listening to – I listened to his press conference from today. Uh, he did – I will touch on a fact. He, he said uh, with the principals talking about – he was like, we're going to win the Sun Belt. And then he corrected himself and said the SEC East. And I went back and looked, and it was pretty much the same speech from a year ago when he accepted the App State job. But if it if that speech won you 12 games, why change? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Also, it's say. it's so relatable. Like I had a class this last semester, and I, I had a paper due, and I was like, oh, I've pretty much written this paper already for another class. I'll just kind of revise it and add a little bit to it. Worked like a charm. Like why work harder when you can work smarter? He's got other things to worry about. I agree. For sure. Uh, and I, I like a offensive-minded coach that wears a visor. That, that's what Visors are huge. For. You just look like a better coach. Do you think he should go full pinkle and just go sweater, vest, visor? Just go back to it? No, I think you have to find your own look. Okay. I, I do like a visor coach. And I've, I've wanted – I think in college – in the NFL, you can be, you can have defensive-minded coaches. Obviously, Belichick is a perfect example of that of like defensive-minded coaches leading teams to championships. But in, in college football, I want my head coach to be offensive-minded. I don't hate that, but I think that you know, regardless of where, what your situation is, you you need to carve out a niche for that specific situation. Uh, I think that going ahead and you know, trying to justify, you know, this is the best move is hard to tell, especially in college football where everything could be completely different next year. That's fair. And he hasn't really proven himself that much. There are um, some some things where he's, you know, in his first year, he's 12-1. and one. He's been to eight bowl games as a head coach and assistant. Um, won all eight. I guess not as a head coach because – but he's been to eight bowl games, won all eight. His offenses are better when he's there, and they're worse after he's gone. He's been under yeah. Gus Malzahn. He's been under uh, who, who's Boise State's coach? Haskin. Uh, Haskin, yeah. He's been under him. They were all together at Arkansas State. Uh, he's he's I think he's the real deal, and I'm excited. His, his speech sold me. The man can talk, that's for sure. It always helps. Yeah, he he. Uh, I don't know. I he's got like a little bit of a southern accent. Makes me feel like we're in the SEC again. I know. I, like honestly, it's a little touch of home. It's nice. You need that. Yeah, I think it's gonna work well with the recruits. Yeah, agreed. It, it's something we struggled with. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm I'm super I'm super fucking jacked about it i don't i don't know why but i think it's just change it's nice and it's it's good to be it feels good to be on the supporting side than on the on the negative side which i've been for a while now yeah but still open for debate tj oh for sure yeah tj can come get this work and so i've also read that it looks like uh coach drink is wanting to keep a few of the defensive coaches that are already on staff which i think is good that's it's going to help with recruits make it seem like there's not that much change so that that'll be a good thing i i'm excited to see our new air raid come out and attack offense hopefully we get some good quarterback recruits and hopefully he makes it through these six years and we're successful 
I I'm I I don't want to be any worse than eight and four. Seven and five is like I want seven and five to be a disgusting bad year. But uh, that's enough for college football. Let's go ahead and move on to the NFL. Do you want to start with middle four, or do you want to kind of talk teams first? No, let's go ahead and start with middle four. Also, we'll have a college uh, bowl preview next week when we're uh, back in the stew together. Yeah, that'll might be make a, a big, fun one. Might make a big board for that. Oh, I forgot to do my bless up. Yeah, you did. It's I'm done with school. I finished up with school yesterday for the semester. Oh, congrats. So I'm off till Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So bless up. All right. So uh, next week will be fun. Next week will be yeah. fun. All right. Let's. I want you to lead it off with your middle four since you. All right. This is your idea. All right. So these are dead middle of the pack. Uh, we just went through and we had done top four, bottom four for a while. But uh, why don't we give some love to the other team? So my first one is going to be the Rams. Because they're good, but I don't really feel like they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I'm putting the Bills in front of the Steelers just because I think the Bills will win this weekend. Um, thus, the Steelers are my next pick, and right after that are the Colts. Because uh, they'll show up every once in a while. Okay. So I have the Bears as my mm. first pick. Whoa, okay. And, the Trubisky and, train. Yeah, and my middle four. And then I have the Eagles. And then I have the Browns, even though some I think the Browns might be lower, but I'm going to give them some love because they have some potential. Uh, so Bears, Eagles, Browns, and then I'm going to NFC East one more time because it's the most middle four division of all time, and I'm going with the Cowboys. I don't hate that. I wanted to try to stay away from the NFC East because I do think that they're like a lot worse than people think. But oh, yeah. I wanted to do that to uh, shake up the consistency some. I think that that was perfect. That's the first time that we've disagreed on every single one. Yeah, I had the Rams in there like when I was first doing it. And then I was like, no, I think they're maybe a little bit above the middle four. So I'm glad we mm. we disagreed. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's uh, oh, what makes fun. the world was, go round. That was a good segment. All right, into the next one. Uh, so the Patriots, are they done? Yeah, I mean, should we just? I knew they were gonna lose. I knew it last week, bro. I I had that. I let you all know. I I might be an oracle. That's it. I hope you are. I had a lot of money on that game. Uh, so and it it worked out. I won a lot of money well. on that game. Uh, especially after I doubled down after the pa- Patriots scored. I uh, hit that 210 money line. Uh, that was very tasty. Beautiful. I don't know. It, it seemed like the Patriots, they just they weren't getting those third downs. They weren't holding teams. They, they were holding the Chiefs there at the end, but it used to be like you could just never move the ball on them. And you could never convert a third down, and now it's like they can't convert a third down. Tom, besides that one 17-yard run when nobody was around. Hated look, that. He looks so immobile, and any time that he was pressured by Chris Jones or by Frank Clark, he his throws were terrible. That's what happened on third down all the time. Chris Jones had like five pressures on third down, and it either led to sacks, throwing the ball out of bounds, or just a terrible throw. We used to talk about Brett Favre needing a wheelchair to like get out on the field and like 
truly Tom is much more mobile than Brett Favre ever was. Yeah, I mean, it, his his speed, even when he ran for 17 yards, it was it took like the negligence of half of the Chiefs defense of not just refusing to look back. They they were just like they were so sure that he was not going to run out of that pocket. That I think that one were, of my favorite comments was Tom's 17 yard time is as fast as many people's 40 time. For sure. It it was insane. And he got uh, but, up and celebrated so much. Oh, I hated that. Oh, uh, yeah. It, and we'll touch on another one coming up soon. Same type of deal. It, it just felt so good. That final play that the Patriots always get. That's a play that they always yeah. get. Yeah. It and had me Frank worried. Clark. Oh, yeah. Frank Clark and Daniel Sorensen got pressure on Tom Brady, made him kind of throw a bad pass. And then Breland got the bat down. So Julian Edelman. But everybody knew he, where he was going. He only trusts Julian Edelman. Oh, 100%. And I think that that's one thing that the Chiefs really had to their advantage is we have to stop the run and we have to stop one receiver. Yeah, and they definitely stopped the run. That was not an issue at all. It was nice. Yeah, for once. Yeah. It's like Matt Moore was back in the pocket. It would have been nice to hit another field goal or touchdown there late to kind of give us some breathing room. Uh, Patrick Mahomes gave an amazing sideline speech. It, it didn't really work a ton, but uh, <laughs> they, did, they, they didn't score. They, we had 23 points, and he gave I would mean, argue it wasn't score. so amazing if they didn't. It score looks good. It looks good on paper. Uh, I don't know. It, it was a it was a very stressful game to watch. I it it took a lot out of me. Did it? It did. I never lost confidence. You know. It's what you get it's from not that I fan. didn't lose. It, it's not that I didn't lose confidence. You're new to this. You're new. I <laughs> shut up. I know the old Chiefs, okay? And I, I have to remind myself against against certain teams. I can be like, hey man, remember who your quarterback is. Like, remember that, and it gets me through it. But the Patriots, especially after going to that AFC Championship game last year, they still have nightmares about that game. Just win the coin toss, we win the game. Win the coin toss, we win the game. Shit's insane, man. I feel like I was at that game. You probably just heard about it so much that. Uh, no, I was at the Titans game. I was at the Titans game where they bumbled that one. Yeah, we got black out of that game. That was when we yeah. took all those selfies at halftime and we don't remember them. Yeah, yeah. And we moved seats, so I don't really know where I was ever supposed to be sitting. That's why I wasn't sure what game it was. I don't remember half of it. Yeah, we were up top, and then we moved down to the 50-yard line to where all those open seats were, and then nobody said shit. Oh, I don't think that I set my initial seat at all. You're just a floater. Yeah. <laughs> it the was old... one of those things that I was just, like, going with whatever was happening, and it turned out well except for the game. Yeah, that did suck. I was pretty sad leaving that game. I was... I've been very sad leaving all Chiefs playoff games. So... But something that didn't make me sad, I'll, I'll get out of that dark corner. I was just so happy we beat the Patriots. Gotta get out of there. I can just Watching see that, your mind drifting off down this hole of ineptitude and everything the Chiefs have done in the playoffs for years. Yeah, I was just watching like the highlight of uh, the fumble that Andrew Luck picked up and ran in for a touchdown, and then Marcus Mariota throwing a touchdown to himself, and like oh, wow. Tom, the Patriots winning that. Uh, Winning the coin toss, or Chris Jones tapping Tom Brady on the shoulder, and it's a mm-hmm. roughing the passer penalty. 
like Julian Edelman catching a wide open third down pass. Like that's just what was running through my head right there in that that little short stint. You just had like ten examples of mediocrity in the Chiefs playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I've seen so much of it over a very long time. But not mediocrity. Well, a game that was fun to watch, and probably my favorite game of this week was the 49ers Saints game at noon on Sunday. Points, points, points. I'm so mad I did not bet the over. I heard some football played. There was some football played, and it showed that the Niners defense, it's not as good as people think it is. Interesting. Because the Saints put in some work. And I mean, they had they they had the game won, but uh, their defense isn't as good as people think it is. Think it is. I am just very excited for an NFC Championship rematch of that game. I I know Serge, yeah. plug your ears. I, the Packers, you want them to get there, but they're the two right now. Saints are the three. I think the Saints get back, even though they have to go up. And, they would have to play that game in Green Bay. I don't know. I think especially if the Saints somehow get the two seed, I don't know if that's possible, and they have the Superdome, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Really tough. And uh, I think that, you know, we had a little bit of shaking off the rust with Drew Brees, but we're back. Yeah. Speaking of also things that are going to be tough, pretty tough to watch Eli's humble return to the game. I disagree. I kind of enjoyed every minute of it. Well, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed it, but then when you look back and you're like, ah, that was just not good quarterback play. But it, like it was, it was, uh, what, what's the word? It's like nostalgic almost. To like, yeah. see him back out there. But I think that he does deserve a couple more starts. Absolutely. I think you let him ride off in the sunset. You get him back to 500. You got to get him another win because right now he's at 116 and 117 as his career record. It would have been perfect. If they, yeah, it would have been perfect if they would have tied mm. yesterday's game and it could have been 116, 116 and one, and then just that's his final record for all time. But right now he has a losing record. He's below 500. We got to get him back to 500. Agreed. Agreed. For Eli. For Eli. Yeah. For actually, for for everyone who's grown up. Watching, I mean, he was drafted in 104, I think. So we were like eight, nine years old. Like, I've known Eli Manning as an NFL quarterback my whole life. I've known him as being the benchmark for mediocrity, just like the Chiefs in the playoffs. It's like those two things go hand in hand. I need more of that. It was so nice to hear Manning on the throw again from the, you know, color yeah. commentary guys. Loved it. Yeah, seeing his stupid face on the sidelines again. Like, it, it was just, it was just nice. It was nice. It put like a warm feeling in my heart. Right, what, but what didn't? Did you see this? Philip Rivers talking trash to the Jaguars DN. Yeah, I mean that's him. It he's, was the most. He's a piece Phillip, of shit. It was the most Philip Rivers thing of all time. This Jaguars defensive lineman helps him up after he pushed him down, and then Philip Rivers threw a 90-yard touchdown on the play, and Philip Rivers just like screams like, "Oh yeah, 90-yard touchdown!" Like right in his face. And that D lineman was like, "You better fucking watch it, man. Like, I'll I'll murder you." Oh yeah, yeah. Catch me after the game is what he said, and I uh, yeah, I'd love to see that. Tom Brady is gonna show up in his minivan and all of his kids and be like, "You really gonna do this to a father, bro?" You mean, uh, yeah, Philip Rivers be like, "Gosh, dang, Nabbit, 
I didn't mean to say that right in front of your face. Now, you know, he starts listing off his kids' names like Chet and Charleston and I don't even know. I feel like, I feel like all his kids have uh, wear bolo ties and cowboy hats. Okay. <laughs> it's just what I feel like. All nine of them. He has so many kids. They also say they've never seen him with more than like two kids at a time. Some people think it might be made up. Uh, what? Deep fake. I, I kind of love that, but I also don't know how to respond. Fair enough. Why? Fair enough. Why? Why? Why do you want extra kids? Taxes? I don't. Can't you claim them as deductible? I think at a certain point that they like they just all write off on the same. Oh, it's like plus six. It's like it's all the same, man. Right, and I think that also his income is probably enough that it's like, really, dude? Fair. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't, maybe he's trying to create a like an army or a football team. He has a football team with him and his wife. That's eleven. Whoa. <laughs> that was the code. You cracked it. Whoa. I just had a whoa moment right there. You just look like you were Nicolas Cage discovering the Declaration of Independence right there. Yeah. I just held a water bottle up and used it as a magnifying glass on uh, the Declaration of Independence or like on the dollar bill. So you have any more NFL stuff? All let's, right, get on, let's get into uh, the playoff picture next week, though. Next week will be a postseason podcast. Right. Yeah, postseason podcast. So let's get into gambling. I think like that. From from what I'm hearing from you, you're maybe on a heater. So I've had a full resurgence, uh, four and two now. I uh, really got this boat bottom money to uh, do some work over the weekend. I will say that it has been a slow climb back to where i am at but four and two don't know what happened on the seahawks pick just uh sorry the boise state one got me as well but uh you know we're on the up and up i did think the raiders were really gonna win i didn't talk about that over the weekend but or uh, on the pod but that was like my only real loss over the weekend i'm back baby i'm back i am not just like the raiders i'm not back We're, we're taking a pounding i went five one and five uh, some of my real-time picks, because, of course, I put a lot of money on the Chiefs, worked out. So I, I ended up in the positive just because I put a lot of units on them. But one in five, uh, Seahawks pick was garbage that I had as well. Uh, I yeah. think I had I had Baylor-Oklahoma over, which that game just started so slow I never had a chance. Um, I had, LSU was my only winner. I had a lot of money on that as well. I had uh, like four units on that, I think. Uh, so between LSU and the Chiefs, they, they won me a lot of money. But I also had Houston, which speaking of that, we didn't even talk Drew Locke. So uh, Drew Locke, he's back. I mean, he, he, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, he's we'll, there. He's there. For we'll sure. find out on Sunday as he uh, approaches Arrowhead. I guess they might be playing at Mile High. I need to look at that. I have it written down right here. No, it'll be an Arrowhead. That'll be a tough game for him especially since he's from Kansas City. Uh, that would be interesting. But, yeah, I had some terrible picks. So you want to give out some winners? Of course. Of course I do. I was looking at the wrong sheet there. But uh, the Vikings, they're going to win. I do think the Bills are going to win, purely because the Steelers are starting a fourth-string quarterback. I also think the Giants are going to win. Uh, this is going to be the, you know, 
resurgence of Eli game. We kind of saw that a little bit last week, but I think it's true that truly this week, I think that they're going to get it. I also like the saints to cover that nine points uh, easily. Uh, They showed out last Mm. weekend on uh, the 11th of December. uh, Boston is even money um, money line against the Pacers. They've had a day of rest. Uh, the Pacers have looked better than expected, but Boston is really good. That might be one of those that uh, Vegas gets me, though. And then I think the Bucks are going to beat the spread against the New Orleans Pelicans and push this win streak to 16. All right. All right. I like it. So uh, I'm going to pick America's game. So Army-Navy, 3 p.m. on Saturday. Navy is minus 10.5. I'm going to go ahead and take them. I think they're going to pound them. Uh, I don't know where this game is at this year because it kind of floats around there. That'll be interesting. I hope there's some snow somehow, one way or other, because that's what makes this game beautiful. Uh, and the rest of my picks are all NFL. So I'm going to take Chicago versus Green Bay. I'm going to take Green Bay minus 4.5. I have New England minus 10 versus Cincinnati. Uh, they've been spying on them, so they have all their signals and everything. If you guys didn't see about that. True. I have – I have uh, Denver versus Kansas City over 46. I, like I said, Drew Locke, I think he's doing well. Uh, the Chiefs defense is good, but I think the Chiefs might hit that number themselves. I think they are they're finally hitting stride. They're they're feeling great as a team coming off this Patriots win. I don't think they're going to overlook the Broncos because they hate them that much. And uh, so then I have Bucks just had a big game. They're going to lose to Detroit, so I have Detroit plus four. Might take that money line. Detroit, you know, gonna ball up. I was so confused. Tampa Bay. Wow. Tampa Bay. Yes, sorry. Not the Milwaukee Bucks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to Detroit to play the Lions. I have the Lions plus four. My last pick, the Rams are minus one versus the Cowboys. I'm gonna take that. I think they're yeah. uh, the Cowboys really suck bad. And anytime they play a team over five hundred, they lose. Yeah, they're they're rough, rough. And that's why they're at the bottom of my middle four. Could be worse. Could be worse. Definitely has been worse. Yeah. But it doesn't get any better than Sneaky Athletic Podcast. So thank you for listening in this week. We will have a full resurgence back in the studio next week. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so excited. This internet has been driving me crazy for these last couple months. I'm happy to have sound quality back. I'm happy to have our chemistry back. Next week's episode is going to be a fucking banger, guaranteed, certified, maybe one of our best yeah. episodes ever. It will be. Not maybe, it will be. It will be. I'm so fucking excited. All right, you got anything Push else? Stay tuned. All right, we love you guys. Sneak out.